pizza. A pizza episode again? What? When would that be? At Old Dominion. Yeah, that's yeah. At, at Old Dominion has a pizza written all I over it. I am booking it right now. The most humiliating loss. If we have a humiliating loss this season at Old Dominion, I'm booking it right now at Old Dominion. They suck ass, but they've got cool jerseys, and that sometimes is all it takes. Welcome back. You're in the Gold Room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. Greetings. Hello. Salutations, folks. We are back with another episode of You're in the Gold Room. And we are, again, at our satellite studio, the Outdoor Gold Room Studios at Kongen Studios, sponsored by the Gold Room Studios. And Wealthbridge. And (laughs) it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke. No, it's not. Uh, we were told last time we recorded outside, the audio was really, really good, which is funny that, like, being outside sounds better than when we're inside. <laughs> I mean... It's true, though. It sounds really crisp. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's no echo out here. I don't know if it's, like, the makeup of your balcony here. I have a very acoustic balcony. Yeah. yeah it's just this dude playing Wonderwall at all times. You know, I actually don't know how to play Wonderwall on guitar. Really? No. It's a good song. I know it, it's a it meme, is. but it I, is. I, 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 I Yeah, I think because of the meme, I just have never thought to teach myself how to play Wonderwall. You're like kind of like me watching like uh almost like watching The Office. You know, I know I would enjoy it, but the fandom's just a little much. Yeah. It turns me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's the same way. Oh, look at that cute dog. There's a golden retriever that just came out. A golden retriever passing the Gold Room Satellite oh, Studio sponsored my. by the Gold Room sponsored by Wolfbridge. Bro, you better not leak anything we're talking about right now. You got people got to wait for the episode to come out. Oh, he is he is chomping with that ball. Um, so we, uh, coming off the old Dominion loss, uh, fantastic. As you heard in the intro, I called it. Yes, that's right. Me, Will, Abstate Comboy. Go ahead and introduce yourself. And me, Parker, <laughs> the Abstate Cone Enforcer. I called it. Yes, I caught it, and I think I deserve a little recognition. I warned, here. I warned you all. I told I you, said frankly, it. it's a chap game. I told you all. I guess when we're th- what three and three, four and three, whatever. I guess it's not a trap game at that point. Right. It's just a loss. It's just a game. No, it's just a game we lose. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, you know, on paper, you know, you have two Sun Belt teams going into the game that are about middle of the pack standing wise. Yeah. On paper, you would expect it to be close. Um, I don't think as fans we no expected no that. Uh, so we wanted to. Talk a little bit about the old Dominion game, but also, um, you know, here at the Gold Room, we're always trying to bring you something new, something fresh. Something different, something you're not necessarily hearing around the... Right. Um, and so we'll, we'll go ahead and get in, into this. So on Sunday afternoon, I drove up to Boone with my wife, the co-matriarch. Um, she was jealous because we're going to Boone uh, next weekend for the Marshall game. So we'll be meet, 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 camp. So we'll be up there in Boone. There will probably be some leaves up, although sometimes the wind blows them all away before you know November comes. Um, so basically, she was just jealous that she had just seen all these pictures, and she was like, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been in Boone forever. So I was like, all right, all right, let's go to Boone. So we get there Sunday night. 
Uh, first of all, the eating itinerary, we did a, a tour de boon. Uh, we started at South End Brewing, which was really, really good. Got the brisket sandwich, the pretzels, really, really good. We got proper for dinner, phenomenal, of course. The next day, oh, we got App Cookie Co. that night. The next day, we got Lost Province, and then we headed home. Y'all are big Lost Province heads. It's it's her favorite place, and, and debatably my favorite place, too. I really, really like the food. I know you got beef with ownership. I think the food's fine. I think the pizza, the pizza is good, dude. It is yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I feel like it's just not anything I couldn't get anywhere else. I don't know. It just feels like brewery food. Well, if you can find me a pizza place here that has that type of pizza, I would be happy to go uh, once a week because I love that pizza. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, okay. I, I mean, I, I just don't think it's it's not anywhere close to like the proper's and boonshines of the world. And it's never worth waiting for. It is absolutely never worth waiting for. Yeah, the wait. We will wait. Um. It depends on the vibe. We'll wait 30, 45 minutes max. But we did get there right at, right at open yeah. on a Monday during lunch. Yeah. So it, it was no it's problem. No it's no McAdoo's. It's no McAdoo's. It's no McAdoo's. No but here's the whole point of this story, okay? And here's how we're segueing yeah. into today's discussion. Well, I don't know. I, I was in Boone the day before. Should I tell my my, I, my experience in Boone for the, the day before you? Do you have one that's not wedding related? No, I went to a wedding. Oh. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if there's anything I, we're sharing. I saw Drunk Yosef and it was very nice. Oh yeah, I saw Drunk Yosef as well. I did not we see Bid Boonies because yeah, we, we've been having beef since we've been talking shit about three to the fourth. Him and I haven't been on a band of beefed Boonies. Yeah, we haven't been on speaking terms lately. So a uh, little little ice cold reception. Band there. of bibbed beef. Whatever it is, he's a bum of bum bums. As we're leaving lunch and we're heading, we're starting to head our way home. Let me crack open my fresco before I get into this. Hold on. Oh. Here we go, folks. Oh, that one echoed. Ooh. Hubba hubba. As we're leaving, we're driving down River Street. We just turned uh, on River Street ranks to Walker Hall, where that big crosswalk is. Where ah, my old stumping yes. grounds. Right where, you know, all, all the students cross that, that street. And... I noticed that Coach Clark, I saw Coach Clark walking down the sidewalk. He was walking the opposite direction I was driving, so basically walking past my car. I think he may have been with uh, uh, our defensive coordinator, uh, Sloan, um, but I'm not positive. But I know for sure it was Coach Clark. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, Coach Clark. And I had this really weird thought in my Because this is, this is what, Monday two morning, days two days after the OD right. loss. Uh, it's like... 12.30, right? So he's, I don't know, going to get some food or something. I don't know. He's just meandering around. Yeah, you, you know, he probably has meetings to go to. He's or... probably got some stuff to do. Right. And I just had this weird thought pop in my head where I was like, do I want to say hi? And not in a mean way. Right. But in a, what would I say <laughs> type of way. Uh, because if I saw, if it was 2018, I saw uh, Satterfield. Right. You know, I would have rolled my window down. Oh, what's up, Sat? Keep it up. Coach. Coach. Yeah. If I saw Coach Kearns, for sure. Yo, what's up, Coach? Take the stairs. Uh, if I saw Coach Kearns, I'm I'm parking my car in the middle of River Street. I'm hugging him. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, just coaches that I'm, like, excited to see. Right. Right. Proud of. Happy with their performance. Happy that they're at that. 
but Coach you know Clark, they're going to be happy to see you. Yeah, Coach Clark was this weird experience where, oh my God, this dog's on the... Is he so supposed to be there? There's a dog on oh, the rail track. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Anyways. Well, you know, there's not a train that's going to go by. It's, I not, didn't, it's not 3 a.m. The reason I didn't know what to say is because I was just thinking from his perspective, like, is he... Is he happy? You know, right? You know, not not to get super meta, physical or whatever, but you know, is he happy? Right. Uh, and you know, it's it's hard. Like, uh, and I think we've talked about it a couple times. Like, in times like this, where the team's down, like the person that you almost empathize with the the most out of that group might be coach Clark just because you know he's been in that locker room as a player he has been in that locker room as an assistant coach during some of the most dominant stretches we've ever had you know the person who is most disappointed is probably him right he knows what the expectations are he you know he follows all of us on twitter he sees what gets said you know that that's a that's a tough boat to be in when you're down um Especially where it, it feels like a lot of the fan base might have already, you know, counted this team out already. Yeah, I, I do think there's definitely a a portion of the fans that are already looking to next year. Right. I can't wrong them for that. No, I don't I can't I can't wrong them either. But I think it is too early to count out the team and, and right. the I season mean, as a whole. Especially when but. you have those big opponents ahead of you, when you still have your yeah, we still have the gauntlet. You have Marshall, yeah. both Georgia schools. You still have JMU. Because <laughs> if, say, the team, you know, pops off to end the year and they, you know, they beat all those teams who finished the year at, like, 8-4, and four, there's a completely different conversation happening. Yeah. So, you know, things don't look good right now, but it's not, it's not over till it's over. Yeah. And I think part of what I'm getting, I hope I'm getting my point across, but I hope you are too. You know, if I if I like, I can't tell him if I'm being honest. I can't be like, "Hey, coach, keep it up," because, you know, I'm not happy with his performance. Right. And I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, you suck, dick." <laughs> right. You're just not, not gonna you know, be cruel. Like this is the real world. This isn't Twitter. Right. Know? Right. So I don't know. It would have just been like a. Hi. Well, and it's all it's <laughs> you don't want to ever like go to a coach or someone like that and be like. You'll get them next time, or right? Because they don't want keep your head either. up. Like, no, nah, it's just awkward. It's yeah, just and you awkward. make a good point about, you know, Coach Clark. I don't think I have never doubted that he is disappointed every time we lose, and I've never doubted that he cares about the team. He wants to succeed. Like, I've never doubted his like commitment to the program. Right. Um. So. It, it, he's definitely he does a good job as a head coach. You have to put on the front that we're doing good, we're going the right direction. Our players are focused, coaches focused, yada yada yada. But you know when he's in his office the day after a loss, and he's just looking over the record. Right, right. I mean, there's got to be that moment of self reflection. Like, I got my dream job, and it's simply not working. This right is now. so poetic. There's someone playing guitar some out here. I don't know if you can hear it. It's, yes, it's like very emotional guitar. I'll turn my mic for a second to see if it picks up. 
you might be able to hear that. I don't know. It is. It, this is like a, it's it, called diegetic sound it, it in feels theater like, and movies, where the music you're hearing is like someone turns on a a speaker in their room, and that's the music you're hearing. Yes, yes. This is diegetic very, this, sound this right fits, now. This fits to what we're talking about, but no, I, I mean you're completely right. Uh, you know, you don't want to say like, you know, I don't know. You feel bad, but for for someone like Coach Clark, because ultimately he's getting paid a lot of money to be in charge of this program. But you, I mean, you do. I mean. Just regardless of the money thing, like it's just you're proud of your alma mater. You want to see it succeed. Yeah. Um, and it hurts when you know you're at the helm of that, or if you were in charge of that. Like, I I can't imagine being in charge of you know the App State Athletic Department, you know, and things not going well. Like right. that, that'd feeling be like it's crumbling under your watch. Right. Right. And that that's a big thing too, is to make it feel like you're the guy that let it down. Yeah. You know, it'd be different if like you're the you're the alum that comes in and you pick up after you know bad years or whatever it's different when you you're the guy that took over after the most successful season ever i thought a a good example is tom herman at texas Mm. right it's his alma mater he got hired when texas was down right Right. they were mid to low tier college football for a while for texas fans you know that's the worst thing that's ever happened. Right. Texas fans, I know, like, you know, app fans, we think that we should be winning the conference title every year. But, like, Texas fans think they should be winning the Natty right. every year. They got to be in the playoff yearly. So, Tom Herman is an, alma, uh, an alumni. He gets hired. He's there for three, four years. Three or four years. Yeah, yeah. not long at all. And then and he gets the boot. Well, and it, it wasn't even like they did bad in Tom Herman's tenure. Like, they right. weren't, like, they weren't winning four or five games. Like, they were having seven eight one seasons it's just that's not enough yeah so that i think that comparing it to coach clark where tom herman got into a uh average car right right and then can maintained average performance kept it going and got fired for it coach clark got the top of the line sports car right and under his watch he put diesel in he put the wrong oil yeah i mean it's like he he it's like that guy on in, the the whistling diesel guy on youtube who, who's now banned from buying a ferrari because he <laughs> drove his ferrari into a field and lit it on fire <laughs> it's like he he took over what was already a successful machine he had this golden opportunity this mom a monitor i can i it's already success, successful i can make it even more successful. i can be the next dynasty guy right I can be Jerry Moore too. I can be here for decades, and we win right. rings and, and ranks and bowl games and all this stuff. And yeah. I'm not saying you that's manhandle the Sun Belt Conference, right? We continue our dominance. We're doing what JMU is now doing to the Sun Belt, right? And that and that's the thing is, and and people keep saying, you know, the Sun Belt's got better. Sun Belt's gotten better. Go take a peek at the Sun Belt standings. The Sun Belt hasn't gotten better or worse. The teams at the top have just changed. Coastal's down. You know, true. Louisiana's down. You know, instead, teams like Troy and JMU have stepped up. So it's not that the Sun Belt has gotten more competitive as a conference. It's just the teams that are in charge have cycled out. And that's kind of a symptom of being a Group of Five conference, right? Your top programs have churn, and then they go down to the bottom, work their way up, and then Troy's coach will get poached, right? JMU's coach. Pray to God he gets poached ASAP. There's no chance Signetti. <laughs> His poach. Signetti's not it's lasting. Just, there's just churn in the group of five. 
If if UVA fires their coach, Signetti's going to get the call. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be Easy. great if he'd get that call before we play them next or, year. Or Virginia Tech, South Carolina, if they move on from Beamer. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of options out there for Signetti. It's going to be a hot name. So, Sean Clark, and I'm not saying it's impossible that he writes the ship, we win out, he is here for 20 years. That is certainly a possibility, albeit a unlikely possibility at this point. Um, so, I just... Like, if you just think about, say Coach Clark gets fired on mm-hmm. December 2nd when his buyout goes down to just, a million. Just full disclaimer, this is not something we are advocating for. This is just, just hypothetical. fully, fully right? talking hypothetically. Just take a sec. Just put yourself in Coach Clark's shoes. R- right. No, that's... that's. You're a player. You're a coach. You're not a head coach. You're, you've raised your family in Boone. This is your favorite place. Right. Your wife works right. for the university. And that's where, like, I, 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 this is something I thought about this week. Like, I, I would be happy if it, it'd have to take Clark, you know, probably swallowing a little bit of pride. Probably quite a bit. Um, I, I'd love if the athletic department found him a, a, a an advisory role, something to keep him in Boone that's not necessarily coaching football. Yeah. Um, just because he's somebody that understands our university. He understands our growth over time. He is clearly very, very committed to being at App State. Um, you know, and sometimes sometimes some of the best college administrators transition out of being a, a head coach and, you know, have a second career in, uh, in, an, ad, in an admin role, which yeah. that would be great. Um, and I imagine in this hypothetical, too, there's a, this- a storyline of Clark feeling like he's, like, not welcome, right? At app, right? Like he's shunned and that, and from that, Boone, which is the I, worst outcome, right? And it, I would be very disappointed if, if us as alumni and fans, we made him feel that way. Yeah. Um. Good. That is the fucking noisiest yeah, train. They gotta spray some WD forty on the yeah, tracks Golden today. Golden Express needs some maintenance. Good. Golden Express. <laughs> um. Also in this hypothetical, I'd like to discuss, you know, all this plays out too. Um, I mean, maybe in this hypothetical, me and you, like, win the lottery or something. I know. A lot going on in this alternate timeline. Right. My Tweetsie Railroad public transportation concept comes <laughs> right. to fruition. Uh, I think what we're talking about is worth keeping in mind for all of us all, as fans, especially right. when we're... Interacting on Twitter and, and shit posting and do what we do. I think, I don't know. It, it's, it's, there's a tough balance. You want to be honest. R- right. I think you and I do a great job of we don't care uh, if it's positive, negative, whatever. We just call it as we see it. And if it comes off as negative, then it is what it is. And, you know, I think there's been a lot of conversation the last couple of weeks, and we've talked about it before this season. There's just been a lot of, you know, this group of people will blame this, this blame that. At the end of the day, like, I, the the blame thing of, like, who we as fans weigh responsible personally for this, I think it's redundant. I think it, you know, at the end of the day, like, the team has not played well. It's been poor performance. Um, there is no reason at that point then to scapegoat certain individuals or then to place other individuals on a pedestal as if they're exempt from criticism because – you know, you don't think personally they're at fault for the team not being successful. Right. Um, 
analyzing the situation is not taken aside. Right. Saying saying things your... like when we say like yeah, there have been some real questionable timeout stuff, you know, in late game situations we have not had opportunities because we've been forced to use timeouts earlier. That's pretty objective. That's not really that's not picking Take aside. Side, it just is whatever. What it is. Or like people want to say. Our track record lately with uh, one lot or one possession games. Right. That is just a fact. That if you are consistently on the losing side of one possession games, you are missing something extra. Right. You're missing that one thing that puts you over. Right. It's not. We're just unlucky or. Yeah. Things didn't fall our way. Or like, we haven't donated enough money. Nine out. Common one. Nine out of ten is a pattern. Um, and there, there's just not a way to look ar- around that. Yeah. Um, I also see some people, I think there was even, <laughs> it was funny, but it was mean. There was a meme, a few, I don't know what game, what lost this year. It was, uh, it was that, I forget what the meme is called. Uh, but it's, it was basically saying like coach Clark. Oh my God. That's a wasp. Keep an eye on that, Parker. See, is that is that a that's wasp? For or is, sure a wasp right there. No, I think that's the beetle from earlier. No, that's not. Because that's what wasp. it looked like when it was flying earlier, and then it landed. Stick and I was your like, hand out and see what it does. Well, it flew away. It'll stink it. Uh, basically saying that Coach Clark is giving the keys to a successful program, drives it into the ground. Right. You know, it was funny the first time I saw it, but I think and there's also people that have the sentiment of uh, Clark should have known better. Clark should be realistic with himself. Clark shouldn't have taken the job. Blah, 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 blah. And, and that's... That's not... You cannot be a serious person and say that. Why would you not want someone who bets on themselves... Right, like... To take a leadership position? That's like if me saying, like, do I think I am prepared and qualified to be the athletic director at any institution such as Appalachian State? No. If I got a call tomorrow that said, do you want to be the athletic director at App State... Yes. I would never even think to say no because I'm right. not ready. Like, that's just one of those opportunities that you do, you never know if that's going to come again. Exactly. You have to say yes. And that's not your responsibility from an HR perspective. Right. It's not your responsibility as the applicant to, think to of tell the these people that I'm not qualified. Your, right. your responsibility is to be honest and then they decide if you're qualified. Right. And like, so if the athletic department, everyone who was involved in the hiring process, Coach Clark said, this guy's qualified. And Coach Clark, Coach Clark says, I think I'm qualified and I'm confident I'm ready to do this. How are you going to fault the right. guy for doing that? Right. It's his dream job. That's how dream jobs work. Your yeah, dream you job don't... is supposed to be far-fetched and out there. And you're supposed to kind of take a gamble when you take it. That's yeah. exactly what he did. So people faulting him and, and saying that there's some type of moral uh, responsibility for him to, like, resign or say that he shouldn't have taken it in the first place, that's bullshit. That's crazy. That's not, that's crazy not to a serious do. person. Like, at that point, like, you just you need to point, like, if you think it was that obvious that he wasn't ready or whatever, like, you need to fault the people that hired him. Exactly. Like, it's their responsibility to decide whether or not he's ready for the position that they're offering him. Yeah. Like, it's not, he, he can't self-report that, you know, if you're in over right. your head or something, which and what, is crazy. What's, what's the end game there? Let's say Coach Clark knows he's unqualified, he knows he'll fail, but he still takes the job. Is he just trying to scam us out of money? Well, What's and, the end game in that scenario? And that's my thought with, like, you know, the whole debate over who to blame after losses or whatever. What's the end goal ultimately? It's 
it's just to make yourself feel better and to cope with it. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you blame it on. It doesn't change the facts. It does not change that, you know, we're nine of ten in one score games now. It does not change, you know, we let ODU come back. Yeah. We let ODU march down and score on us in that right. game. Yeah, not not capitalizing against Miami, Chapel Hill, Louisiana twenty twenty, no bowl game, mid, lost all a right. bowl game, all of these things. You can analyze these objectively, try to highlight the facts of what went wrong, but you there's nothing to gain from calling out Milan Tucker for fumbling. Right, or saying that, you know, that it's been a big thing that uh we've been able to recruit with offensive linemen, but we haven't developed anybody. None of them can play. They're not as good as we thought they were as recruits. Like that's what happened uh, to App doing more with less. Right. Like our thing has always been we're mountain grown, mountain born, right? We work hard. Well, and we it, do it, more than expected. It seemed it seems like all of the sudden we've gone from, you know, the the narrative of these are some of the best recruiting classes App State's ever had. Yes. And the last, point. you know, Rock Boys 21, Rock Boys 22, Rock Boys 23. And the rock band font. And then now all of a sudden <laughs> we've suddenly gotten to this narrative of we haven't recruited well. That's a great point. That's like, a great point. What are, over the last few years, what? We, I remember, I, I know for a fact we were bragging about recruiting. Top, top, top rated class of all time. Right. Highest recruit we've ever had. 20, you know, mid 2010s, uh, 2020, 2021. We're bragging about winning the Sun Belt Championship, competing, bowl games, all this stuff. And now all of a sudden, we have our back against the wall. We're not as good as we thought we were. And now, all those things we just bragged about, oh, no, 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 no. We were never the best in the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt got better. We never had the best recruiting classes. These guys are bums. Right. You have to be consistent. You can't, just because the thing that you hyped up fizzled out, you can't act like you didn't hype it up. Like, you can't, you can't act like this didn't happen. You know, <laughs> I think it's time to, to uh, shed a little uh, light onto this situation. Young money. Uh... I, I agree, though. Like, it, it's very weird how the narrative around the program has changed very quickly from, you know, we're dominant with some boat leaders, we have the resources, we have the recruits, to, no, we never had it. Why are we moving the goalposts? Yeah, yeah the goalposts within the fandom are shift. And that's what, like, that's stuff that I feel like makes it harder for Clark, where he felt for a while like he had everybody in his corner, and now he, he uh, probably feels like he's got no one. Right. I think it looks poorly. On us as fans, that as soon as we start losing and other Sun Belt teams are doing better than us, we're just making excuses, like that are kind of like the recruits are bad, the Sun Belt got too good. Like, should we move down? Yeah, like do the, we not belong in the, the Sun Belt? The Sun Belt is too good uh, argument. I mean, I, I've gone on rants about it plenty of times this podcast. I'm pretty tired. I hate I'm it. pretty tired. I of that hate one. it. If the Sun Belt got better, then why didn't we get better? Say the Sun Belt is now all of a sudden the number one conference in the country. Right. Do we are we going to again, should we say we're not qualified? We're not qualified. Let's move down to Conference USA or whatever. Liberty's eight and right now, and I think La Tech's sitting at three and six, something like that. Did Conference USA get better? Is that what La Tech's saying? Did Conference USA become a better conference all of a sudden because they have one team that's good right now? No. 
they didn't. And even that's stupid if, to say. Even if the Sun Belt did get better as a whole, which you know whether it did or did not, that's not my point. But let's say that it is measured all the analytics, all the data. It is a better conference. Right. It's still a, a weak ass argument to point to that and say that's why we keep losing. That's why we missed a bowl game. That's why we're not in the Sun Belt championship game. Aren't if you're a winning program, it doesn't matter who you play, right? It doesn't matter what conference you're in. You just win. That's what we should be focused on, right? Well, and it's like why? Why are things like that? Like, why is it? Why does it even need to be an argument? Like, right? Like, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. At the end of the day, like it, it actually just doesn't matter whether or not. That's just something you think that makes you feel better when you go to bed. Like, night. so what? Coastal got better. We should still kick their ass. Right? So what, JMU is phenomenal. Well, we should kick their ass. Coastal, it doesn't matter. Coastal got better. Look at the season Coastal's having. Would you say that Coastal is still the same Coastal Carolina they've always been? No, you wouldn't. That'd be crazy to say. But they still beat us. Do we think JMU's going to stay the same after Signetti leaves? Do we think JMU's going to be, you know, 8-0 at this stage ne- next season with the different head coach, different staff, different players? It's just a stupid, it's just a stupid thing to think about. It's right. just a waste of time. I think... Especially in the group of five, it's there's too much churn to use that argument. You could possibly say that in the SEC, where Alabama has been good for decades. Right. LSU's been good for decades. All these schools, even if they're on a down year, they're still – oh, my God, my man blasting right now. He's smoking Delta A, by the way. It's, it's legal material. It's THCA. Oh still legal, though. Still legal. Either way. Even the SEC, like Ohio State, Michigan, these are programs that have been dominant national brands for decades. Right. Right? Like, you could say, in the group of five, there's just too much churn to worry about, you know, if this team has been good for two or three seasons, that does not guarantee they're going to be good in seasons four, five, and six. There's just too much churn. Well, and it's like, you know, teams move up and down. Georgia State's a wonderful example of that. Beautiful example. No yeah. one Weird. would have thought yeah. going into the season like they're when number you one talk, in the East right now. Well, and when you talk about, you know, the Sun Belts, the Sun Belt is the best G5 conference. The Sun Belt's getting better. It's getting harder, whatever. Georgia State wasn't a part of that conversation at all. Great point. Look at where we are now. Great point. Yeah. They you were know, an expansion team. Texas State was not in right. that conversation, and they're going to be competing for the, the Sun Belt yeah. West title. This is the first time Georgia State has been exceptionally good under Coach Clark, right? Now, we have beat them every time. We, we have never lost to Georgia State, right? Not going to This year is probably going to be our first, our, our biggest challenge against Georgia State so far. It, it might not be the closest, I mean, whatever, but as far as, like, it's going to be one of the first times you go into the week playing Georgia State and you're like, holy shit. Like we could be I'm, an underdog. I am worried about right. playing Georgia State. Right. Oh, they, I, mean, I think at this point it, we're pretty much I, – I, we're going to be an underdog going into that game. Yeah. But we're, they, weren't, they weren't a Sunbelt expansion team. Like, they, they were not good, right? They did not – they were not part of the Sunbelt got better conversation. Well, and that's They've really, always been. Even that, like – Like, they're, they have the same coach. You Nothing know, has changed. We're, we're hearing in, in conference play now, Marshall has lost three games in a row. Yeah. Southern Miss is one of the worst teams in FBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, ODU, they're middle of the pack. This is their best season of the two they've had in the Sun Belt. But outside of JMU, we did not add a bunch of contenders. Right. So, like, that th- that argument is just – I just don't get it. Right. Like It's not like we added, like, Boise State. 
or no. North Dakota State. We're not all of a sudden playing an ACC schedule. Yeah. Like. And this is another great example, folks, of analyzing the scenario is not taking a stance or making an opinionated statement. The fact is, we were dominant 2020, 2021, first two years of Coach Clark. Yep. 2022, 2023, at least so far, we are shells of our former self, right? Whether other teams got better, other teams got worse, recruiting is bad, what, that is not App State. We were not making those excuses. You know, we, oh, my God, that's a big old bug. I think he's gone. Okay. Oh. Wow, that was crazy. We just fought off like ten tarantulas. It was Parker's insane. very scared of bugs and a moth. It's like an actual like irrational he, fear. It's he not. He unplugged the mics. <laughs> Anything with more than two or four legs, whatever. I I just don't. I don't. Anything with more than two legs, one I mean, leg. Anything with more than one leg, he's scared of. What, what would I not be scared of? Just amputees? That's the joke. Oh, I yeah. love my amputees. Yeah, shout out. Shout out, amputee nation. Where my amputee gold head's at. Yeah, for real. Um, I think I've made my points. Pretty much. In, in yeah. closing, you know, in the mind of Coach Clark, uh, I imagine he, you know, it's a tough scenario to be in. I don't, uh, I don't underestimate that. I respect the effort he's putting in. Whether the result ends up being good or not, that is separate from just like, you know, just caring about the dude, right? And just wanting him to be good. That's a good way to say about it. Make sure his family's straight. We care about Coach Clark. We care about Coach Clark's family. They're a big part, regardless of how this season ends, regardless of how, you know, that role continues. You know, they're they're parts of of the App State family. Yeah. And I I agree with you. Like, I, I... I just don't want there to be a scenario, regardless if we lost every single game game this year, where they feel like they're not welcome as a part of that anymore. Yeah. And I, I could see I mean, just talking about his just his family, his wife was one of uh was a professor for my my wife when she was yeah. going through oh, the wow. uh, the education program. His wife was taught my wife. So they're they're ingrained in the community. Everyone knows the Clarks. Right. right? And I know that when we're talking about like not feeling welcome, I'm not even saying like people are gonna be like hostile at their doorstep kicking them out, but just thinking if I was just thinking myself, how you know I'm my biggest critic. I get down on myself very easily, especially in competitive environments or if I'm working towards someone that doesn't work out. You just <laughs> you just beat yourself down until you feel like I just I need to get away. I need to remove myself, mm-hmm. and if I come back, then it's like oh, this element of like admitting failure. Right? right, and I do not want that. Right, like for Coach Clark, I don't like want. Like they should always be happens. feel like welcome at a tailgate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If Coach Clark, yeah, if Coach Clark, <laughs> we had a tailgate when we we're tailgating at Marshall. If you want to come through and kick it, I don't right. care if we were zero seven, zero eight. I'm kicking with Coach Clark. It's he is always going to be a part of very important memories with the program. The, like the the Texas A and M game, Texas A&M being, being our, the second biggest win in in program yeah. history. Yeah, beating Coastal, um, I'm bringing game day to campus, winning that game on a hail yeah. mary with uh, the, like that tree game. That's that is one of my favorite memories in all of App State sports. Yeah. Period. So, I mean, 
and I'm always going to associate those very, very positive moments with Coach Clark. Right. So I just want to make sure that you can dislike him as a coach. You can criticize him as a coach. If he gets fired, you could even say, thank God, new coach. Let's get some new blood in there. Right. But you should not take his coaching performance to assess him as a person. Mm-hmm. There's been nothing we have heard or seen to imply that he is a bad person. He does a bad job of representing the school. He mistreats his, his student athletes. He right. mistreats his staff. Right. Everything we have been told is that he is a he is of good character. So yes. there's no reason to beat this dude down beyond just we didn't win enough football games. So I want to make sure that everyone just takes a step back. Yeah. Take a second. You know, Twitter is Twitter, but when it comes to the real world, this dude has a family. He loves his school. He loves what he's doing. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But we are not suddenly anti-Clark the way we were anti-Drinkwitz, the way we felt like he betrayed us. Right, right. We are not doing that. Well, and that's the thing. You know, you said it best. There's a difference between saying something on Twitter about Coach Clark the coach as coach there is something different and much much more serious about saying something about sean clark as a person yeah um and at sean clark as a mountaineer i mean to go from being a player during the jerry moore era to an assistant to taking control of the program i mean he is probably one of the most influential mountaineers of all time overall just in the span of his playing and coaching career yeah um there's not many guys that have had the chance you yeah, know, Satterfield's the only other guy that's done yeah, it. Yeah, that's a dream for anyone. Coach your right. alma mater. Right. Come on, that, that's that's anyone's dream. Anyone's going to take that opportunity if they get it. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure you could ask a lot of, of apps alumni that aren't coaches whether or not, you know, that'd be a dream thing for them. And they'd all say yes. Yeah. Even if they're not, you know, coaches at all at any level of football anymore. Right. You think you think Taylor Lamb's over at Gardner-Webb <laughs> not dreaming of right. coaching at, at App State? Right. Like, come on. This yeah. is. I Sean mean, Clark is living his dream scenario right now. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But there's no reason to beat him down for chasing that dream. Right. Someone like Bear Hunter, who's who's yep. gotten into coaching very, very early into his career. I'm sure, even at a young age right now, he's sitting there thinking, God, it'd be awesome someday right. if at the end of this journey as a coach, you know, I'm back in boom. If Doug Gillen calls Bear Hunter, says, hey, you want to be the head coach? Is Bear Hunter supposed to say, Ah, Doug. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. I'm ready. Like, like no. Doug what? thinks you're qualified, so why would I think I'm not qualified? Right. You know? Like that. Same thing we're saying with Coach Clark. He got the call. He believed in himself. They believed in him. He's not a, a, a thief. <laughs> He's not right. like a platoon like the, in the Lawrence. <laughs> yes. Like, th- that's a good example. Like, <laughs> Coach Clark, we know and we can see, like, He's there. He's trying. He's working hard. He's doing everything that he believes is in the best interest of the team and what he believes is going to bring success. Whether or not it's successful is different. Someone like Nicholas Batum with the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> signed a five-year, $120 million thing and, fell asleep. and just decided to not try and to not put up any effort. He did yeah. not care at that point. Um, he stole from the city of Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hurt me <laughs> he stole money. personally. And I tell that to If Nick Batum was sitting right here, I- I'd say, Nick Batum, you you have... You owe me money. Th- yeah, like you have <laughs> hurt me on a personal level. 
him and, and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. But do I blame? <laughs> do I blame Nick Batum or Michael Kidd Gilchrist for signing those contracts? Fuck no, they got it no. offered. No. Yeah, the difference between the feet, the French burglar <laughs> Nick Batum, right. and Mountaineer Sean Clark is Sean Clark is trying. Yes, Sean Clark. Nick Batum's a thief. Right. Sean Clark <laughs> is doing everything that he can. To, to right the ship, to make, you know, this a very successful yeah. football He team. bought a pickaxe. He bought a pickaxe. Everybody touched it. Um, so you don't know what we're referring <laughs> to. They, uh, the, the big theme has always uh, has been in the uh, football team the last two weeks, kind of as we face this stretch of adversity. Yeah, adversity. A lot of adversity. Um, just kind of the the allegory, I guess, of, you know, if you're the miner and you're, you're right. hacking away at the cave wall trying to find gold, you know. If you give up, you never know if that next that next little swing of the pickaxe is going to be where you you know. Yep. Um, so going into this week, we play Southern Miss. Southern Miss is ass. They're terrible. I think dream scenario is that we whoop up Southern, Mi- Southern Miss. Southern Miss, and y'all can look up the exact stat. Their last game, their quarterbacks combined, it was like seven of twenty-eight. For 47 yards and like two interceptions, like one of the most abysmal <laughs> offensive performances humankind has ever seen. But the key to the game mm. will be if App State can contain Frank Gore Jr., yeah, the star running back yep. and son of NFL Hall of Famer Frank Gore. Uh, that that if if he if he's not gaining yards, if you just stack the box and shut him down, game over. Yeah, game over. I think we need to run the score. Get our swagger back because mm-hmm. the next week we control got a the big, ball. We got a big home game against Marshall. Night game on NFL Network. That's it'd be nice awesome. to it'd be nice to rest some starters. I'll yeah. say that. I'll yeah. say that. That should yeah, be the go goal. Go big. Give some people some rest. But just let everyone in that locker room remember who they are, what mm-hmm. App State does, mm-hmm. what we're capable of. And you know what? I'll say something. I'll say something real positive here. I like um, Coach Clark uh, reevaluating how they do practices. Um, yeah. That's something that uh, came out that the team requested a couple years back before a bowl game or something, that certain elements of practice go a little bit lighter on the guys, whatever. Um, and because, you know, we, we're on a little bit of a skid here, uh, he's kind of ramped back up a lot of the practices and taken right. away some of those things. I I loved hearing that. I think I saw he they're doing more 11-on-11 11 11 with the ones. Yeah, which so is good. We need it. That's great. Yeah, letting the, the top dogs just go at it. Especially when there's, you know – there's positions and players due to injury, whatever, where guys have had to step up and move around. It's it it's important to build the chemistry right there, um, yeah. especially in the secondary, especially on the O line, especially on the D line. Yeah. Um, I applaud applaud that. Um, so yeah, so I think I've, I've said everything I want to say. Just kind of that weird, you know, like felt like time froze. I saw Coach Clark and I was like, what would I say to him? Right, and and that's like, not to say that you know, like, like you know this episode's made it sound like we're not angry about or upset oh, I'm, about where we're absolutely I was sad as fuck very after that game. Th- no we we watched together we watched it together we were kind of in a little state of disbelief yeah. like that that happened again but, it happened again yeah that's not to say that you know we are not frustrated and disappointed and we're not saying that it's not okay to be frustrated or disappointed yeah um yeah and then after seeing Clark Clark that's where I got more existential i was like i just i hope that dude's okay you know yeah just put I yourself hope, in those shoes oh his family's cheering for him he's got people in that locker room rooting for him and i'm sure there's gonna be people that listen to this and say like i'd be different or yeah. whatever pull yourself like, up by your bootstraps whatever like i deserve to be fired and hated yeah. whatever no yeah. 
Like you would not, if you were in that position, it felt like you had the weight of a university on your your shoulders. You would not feel that way. Yeah, yeah, that that's a big role, and and that's kind of what it is. Is you know, App State just kind of the football culture we've built. You know, especially when I I, I think a big part of it too is after last year's season and the skid we've had this year, we're still selling out games. And it's not just we're selling tickets and people are coming. Like, we're there. People are in the stands. The games are full. Miller Hill this year has looked unsafe. Miller Hill looks like a Limp Biscuit mosh pit. Yes, it looks like (laughs) like Woodstock 99. Yeah, Woodstock 99, exactly. (laughs) They're throwing mud and stuff. That's it. Like, it... That's got to add pressure to him. Like, he's there every week, and the fans have, have stayed behind him, yeah. stayed behind the yeah. team. You want him to deliver. Is this Amtrak coming by? Yeah, I think this is the Amtrak heading out. Passed so. by originally right before we started. Shout recording. out Amtrak. Um, if you haven't. Travel by rail. If you haven't taken the uh, Amtrak um, in, in North Carolina, trips. it's it's yeah. great. I love it for uh, when I'll visit friends in, uh, in Durham. Yeah. Uh, my friend works at the Museum of Durham, and uh, his office is right outside the train station. So mm-hmm. I take I take a two-hour train trip, which it's at the same time as a drive, but I get two hours of my life back where I can, you know, play on my right. Switch, do some work. You know, it's it's good. Big 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 Amtrak supporters yeah. here at the Gold Room. So it might be that, our next sponsor for that rail travel PSA. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, if we're talking about rail travel and not in the tweetsy way, it's probably about I time. I think we've probably touched everything we need to touch on, right? Yeah. Uh, next week, fans, get excited. We will be doing a McAdoo's meetup for sure. Oh, that wasn't even what I was going to talk well, about. Well, that's what I was going to talk gonna about. It's going to be a loaded week of Gold Room stuff for you all next week. Yes. Um, it's going to start. Uh, we're going to record an episode. We're hoping Monday night, next Monday night, we're going to record uh, – his first ever podcast appearance, Whoa. Mr. Dusty Corns has agreed to uh, be a part of the Gold Room. Ow, ow. Um, to a basketball preview episode that's going to be great. But then. Then, McAdoo's meetup. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be arriving in Boo, North Carolina on Friday the... Third? Third? Yeah, because the what, game's the, the fourth. Friday before the game. Uh, we're going to kick it at, uh, at McAdoo's. Where so, everybody knows your name. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so everyone, uh, I believe their slogan is just to be there, actually. Yeah, but the restaurant's Cheers. Okay, It, it looks it. like Cheers. Uh, so everyone come through. We'll have some more details on like when to show up. Um, it's probably just going to be real casual, just hanging out, eating some great McAdoo delic- delicacies. So if you're one of our playing biggest... Playing Creed on the touch tunes. If you're one of our biggest fans and supporters, we'd love to see you. Chip Buckwell, uh, delusional app fan. All of them. All of you guys come through. Maybe QJ. Maybe BGP. We can get a, a collab episode going. Um, we'll, hey, we'll that wouldn't out. be. What wouldn't be? Hey, do, we could probably get. I mean, AJ will probably be somewhere else. But uh, if we go to Tap, uh, like that Friday night, we I mean, we could probably meet up with Big C. We can do a get a, a feat. Maybe. Uh, Big C. Here's the code word. Big C, if you accept our offer, say Mamma Mia on Twitter. Don't tag us or anything. Just no. tweet out Mamma we'll Mia. We'll see it. We've got yeah, eyes. We've got, we've got, we've got eyes. eyes and ears on it. Right. Um, so if you guys see Big C, tweet Mamma Mia. Let us know. But, yeah, um, next Friday in Boone, McAdoo's will be around downtown, whatever, that night. And then uh, we'll have our, our annual meet camp special episode uh, we'll record after the Marshall game which is going to be a late night because late it's night. A Drunk Yosef hitting the mic yeah Drunk Yosef will be returning to the Gold Room podcast he's going to be hydrated with um, electrolytes no cramps going on this time and, guaranteed yep 
And yeah. our thoughts and our prayers are with Drunk Yosef at this time. He lost a uh, an uncle this week. So if you if you know yes. Drunk Yosef, please okay, uh, I thought please reach out to him. Yes, very yes. But I thought you were going to say something about his cramps. What? No, I, I was I just, trying to yes. do a heartfelt thing to my uh, friend. Thoughts out to. Yeah, I mean, golly. All right. Um. <laughs> An asshole. <laughs> go app. Go Coach Clark. Uh, yeah. McAdoo's just to be there. Where everybody knows your name. Just to be there.